Before I get started, I wanted to take a quick second to talk about my sponsor, PalomaVerdeCBD.com. New website. They changed everything up. It's an awesome, awesome new website. Go check it out. Very user-friendly. Got everything that the old one had. Just uh, a new layout and a new setup. Also, be sure to use the promo code FACTS whenever you check out. They get you 25% off your order. I love Paloma Verde CDBD. Uh, I use the gummies and the tincture. It helps me mellow out. It helps me rest and sleep during the day. I'm, I am very much a up and going kind of person. And if the sun's up, I'm up and working a night shift, that sucks. So these help kind of mellow me out, calm me down, uh, give me where I can, you know, lay down, take a nap. They also have a salve. My wife had uh, a major back surgery when she was younger and she has some shoulder and back issues. And she has said that the salve is the only thing that makes her feel better. When she puts that on her shoulders, everything is better. She can actually move. She's not stiff. So go check them out. Carlos and Vanessa over at uh, PalomaVerdeCBD.com. Use the promo code FACTS and get 25% off your order. This episode will be completely taken out of context. Welcome to the Fact Check This Podcast. Fact Check This Podcast, episode 66, and I had to delay yesterday because of uh, <laughs> unexpected uh, activity around the house. It's uh, it's interesting when you're running your own small farm, uh, the things that go on. But uh, yeah, so on that topic, because not everybody who watches this actually knows me personally, uh, <laughs> we... I was I was raised on a farm in southwest Kentucky, and I am very much just an old redneck country boy. If you can't tell by my accent, I am very much a, a complete redneck. Uh, so when my wife and I first got married several years ago, I decided to start a garden. So we tilled up a little spot, and we started with that, and, and uh, we had cucumbers and peppers and a bunch of different stuff, and it was great. It, everything grew well. And so we had a, we had a good experience with that. So tilled up another bigger spot the following year and then expanded the following year. And so we've got a, we've got a pretty decent sized garden, but on top of that, we also have chickens and now we have a couple goats. Uh, it's a, it's a veritable farm around here. And then we've got guinea pigs and, and ferrets and a dog and a cat as well. So it's a full on Campbell family zoo. Uh, so I love doing that kind of stuff. And it's, you know, there's a level of, uh, of self-sufficiency that comes with that, that we always have eggs. We never have to worry about eggs. Push comes to shove. We've got chicken. If push really comes to shove, we've got goat. I like our goats aren't the, uh, they aren't meat goats as those are defined. They're, uh, it's a some sort of a dwarf goat. Like they're they're cute. They're like pets. Uh, the the little female she she loves attention and she will follow you around and rub on your leg until you pay attention to her. So like we have our little uh, petting zoo going on here. <laughs> so that, you know occasionally things get a little crazy around the around the house and around the yard and and uh, it was my wife's fault entirely. She took the she took the female out for uh, out for a, a little day trip to to go visit people at work, 
and which then made the male completely freak out. He did not like that. And so he was going nuts in the backyard. And then when they got back, then they both started going nuts. And it, uh, a lot of activity around the house. And every once in a while, like the chicken will just lose her shit and start, uh, like cackling at everything. And it's, it can be, it can be fun and entertaining for sure. Uh, but I digress getting into the, the main thing I wanted to talk about today. Tomorrow I'm going to have a conversation with Shane Hazel. Um, and I'm not going to talk about what we're going to talk about because that'll kind of ruin the fun. There's a, we've got something that we are planning to, uh, to kind of start moving into the, actual development stages of like, we're going to, we're going to do some brainstorming and then uh, start putting some, a new project together that I want to work on. And I'm extremely excited about it. I think it's going to be a whole lot of fun and I think it's going to bring a whole lot of value. And if it becomes what I envision that could, it's going to be really, really awesome. And uh, it's going to like, it's going to kind of take the libertarian podcast type thing to a, a new level. Uh, it'll be a, like a next step into something that like we don't currently get into and talk about and maybe even think about sometimes. Uh, but for a lot of us, it's also in a very important topic. So that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited about that. But uh, thinking about, you know, getting to talk to Shane and then sort of what, what his calling card in some ways was from 2020 so Shane ran for Senate in Georgia, and he is, whether it's entirely true or not, he is largely blamed for the fact that Georgia lost their Republican uh, their Republican seats in the Senate in Georgia. And there are, and see, living in Indiana, which is an extremely red state, some of the arguments against Shane are the same arguments we hear against libertarians here in Indiana. Now, it's a lot different in Indiana than it is in, in Georgia because Georgia has that massive, you know, metropolitan Atlanta area that kind of tips the scales unevenly on certain things. Whereas even for as big as, say, Gary and Indianapolis, uh, you know, Bloomington are, they don't carry the same level of weight in the state of Indiana that Atlanta does in Georgia. So it's a very different situation, but but in some ways they're very similar because a big argument that a lot of people made in the 2020 election against voting for Donald Rainwater was that there were, that, that would take away votes from the Republicans and give it to the Democrats. And I just want to say straight up, right off the top, I don't care about that. In fact, I kind of view that as a win. And I'll explain what I mean by that. The Republicans are not Republican. Uh, they are not they're not the conservative, small government, lower taxes, less spending, all the things that they have been sold as for my entire lifetime. 
they're none of those things. I mean, you know, the, the, the Ronald Reagan era was the big, like, Reaganomics and, and all of this stuff. Reagan was not that conservative, smaller government. If you really, really look at it, he was not. The Republican Party is not what it was sold to us as. And if we keep voting for them and allowing them to win, they continue to think that they're doing the right thing and that they have your support. When in fact, nothing they do should give you any reason to support them. If, and, and this is something that Shane talked about in his interview with Mark on Lions of Liberty, and, and it's something that he talks about regularly, is like a big reason that he decided to run and get into politics to begin with is because he was looking at all these Republican uh, politicians and looking at their voting and they don't vote for the Constitution. They don't vote for freedom and liberty. They vote for whatever keeps them in power, whatever promotes them into more power, whatever keeps the system moving in the direction that they want it to move so that they can continue to do all the shitty stuff that they've been doing for the last 30, 40 years. The more radicalized the left gets, the further the Republicans move to the left. Because all they have to be is right of that extreme left wing. They don't actually have to be conservative, liberty-minded, constitutional anything. All they have to be is just a little bit right of the most vocal, extreme leftist groups. Because the Democrats are going to cling to that. They're going to glom onto that. And they're going to continue to, as, as far as publicly, they're going to continue to push in that direction because that's that's where their party is taking them they they it's too late to they can't throw the brakes on that train and put it in reverse like there's they're stuck moving that direction and so the reason that i don't particularly care if voting for a libertarian causes a republican to lose is because good good i want them to lose they need to see that they have abandoned what they are supposed to be about. And you've got good ones like Massey and uh, Rand Paul. There are Ron DeSantis is pretty good. I, like I would not categorize any of these guys necessarily as libertarian, but they are much better on policy and stuff than a lot of the mainstream, you know, centrist Republicans. At least Cheney's a total piece of shit. 
of the overwhelming majority, Mitch McConnell, man, fuck that dude, the overwhelming majority of Republican leadership, like the big names that have power, they are total, total sellouts. They are just complete pieces of shit. They are political, bureaucratic, just trash, scum of the earth. Fuck all those people. But there are some that have some name recognition that are that are good on a lot of topics. Uh, Matt Getz, uh, they actually seem to be doing the things that you want to see from somebody that is a true conservative. Because most of the Republican Party isn't. So I want those people to lose. I want them to lose miserably. I want it to be awful. It should be a complete and total rejection of everything that they are and everything that they stand for so that they have to wake the fuck up and say, holy shit, people fucking hate us because people really do fucking hate them. They need to be smacked in the face with the entire voting base abandoning them to vote either for a libertarian or not at all. And if that means that the Democrats win, I don't care. Fine. You know what is even better than a Republican losing and realizing what a complete worthless piece of shit they are? Is Democrats to win and to think it's because they have such great policy. It's because they have such great ideas that they've got this shit figured out. Because the more radicalized the left becomes, the more ultra-woke, the more you know, of the progressive agenda that they continue to try to push down everybody's throat, the further they go with that, the more they alienate their base as well. And it pushes people who don't want anything to do with identity politics and UBI and socialism and communism. It pushes those people away to look for better alternatives. Maybe like the Libertarian Party. Maybe to reconsider their position entirely and reconsider the Republican Party. There needs to be a all-out abandoning of the Republican Party as it currently stands. Give them two good election cycles. Midterm, president, midterm. Six years of just completely saying, fuck you. Vote Libertarian. Let the Democrats win. Let them run it into the fucking ground. And then everybody can look and see, holy shit, it doesn't work. The Democrats are awful. Their base will abandon them. And then you're in a position to be the solution. And maybe, maybe, if they get smacked in the face like that and they actually go through a good cycle where they just get the ever-loving shit kicked out of them and they realize that the reason they're getting the ever-loving shit kicked out of them is because they are absolutely fucking abysmal in every way. I was raised very much Republican. 
I am almost 100% positive my parents voted Republican in every election for as long as I've been alive. My dad was the first Republican to run in our county for a position or for a seat ever, ever. And lost by 12 votes. Like in a county that at that point had never voted for a Republican for like anything, lost by 12 votes. And, and a lot of that was just based on the fact that he ran as a Republican. I mean, that. That was disheartening for me. That was that was kind of my uh, that was kind of my tipping point of realizing that bipartisan politics and the way the system is is a totally just fucked, useless thing. Because the guy who was running against him had no experience in uh, in what the the position the it was a just a county a county position. The guy running against him had no experience whatsoever. Uh, the guy running against him wasn't from the area originally. He was a, a transplant. My dad was, you know, born and born and raised there, and had been doing the thing that he was running for for the better part of twenty years at that point, maybe twenty five. Like staple of the community, and lost by twelve votes because people are going to vote for a party, not for a candidate, and that is fucking insane. And if you do that, you are scum. I mean, if you vote for a party and not for a candidate, you are scum. And even if you're a libertarian and you do that, let's let's not get this shit twisted. I am very much a libertarian. I did not vote for Gary Johnson in 2016, um, mostly because I, I didn't have any problem with Gary Johnson, but Bill Weld's a piece of fucking shit. So fuck that dude. I'm not going to vote for, for that ticket. A, vote... Your conscience? Vote the candidate. Don't vote for a fucking party. Political parties are the reason we are in such a bad shape in this country as it is. So, obviously, that's, you know, if you're continuing to propagate that and vote gold, I mean, if the only reason you voted for Gary Johnson was because he was a a libertarian, the libertarian candidate, you're as bad as the back, or uh, the vote blue no matter who. Like, the only reason Joe Biden won is because he wasn't Donald Trump. That's fucking shitty. I mean, the fact that our political system has devolved into that is, it's an embarrassment to the political system. But here we are. But like I was saying, like, I, I was raised Republican. I've said it before, and like, it's part of kind of my coming of age story or whatever, but I did campaigning for George W. Bush in 2004. I helped with local campaigns back home in Kentucky and was the, I got to go to the uh, Kentucky State Republican State Convention in 2004. Uh, I was super, super into it. I was, I was a Republican. I even founded a, a small conservative uh, like group in college. I was all about it. And then I saw, I, I really started to wake up and see what the Republican Party was and what it stood for. And it it wasn't, in actuality, all the things that I wanted. It wasn't all the things that I expected it to be. It was just another means of power for people who 
didn't identify with the more progressive Democratic Party. That's it. It's the slightly less progressive party. It's like Michael Malice says, they're Republicans are just Democrats doing the speed limit. And I don't want that. I don't want anything to do with that. I want to summarily destroy that entire party and either rebuild it as what it should be or replace it entirely. There was all the excitement about Trump losing and how that was going to create this big schism in the Republican Party. Good. Good. Burn that motherfucker to the ground. And while we're at it, let the Democrats continue to radicalize and become more and more progressive and become more and more woke. And eventually, they cannibalize themselves as well. Right, that doesn't get as that doesn't get as much attention because the media chooses to ignore that sort of stuff. But that's something that's very really happening. And the more they win, the more they will push. And the more they push, the more they will schism. There people act like I I say I'll vote for a libertarian or a different third party candidate over a Republican or a Democrat because I want them to lose. And I do. But it's a well thought out reasoning. I want them to lose because I want everything that the establishment currently stands for on both sides to be stripped down to the bones and redone because it's not working. Neither side works for the people. They work for their own interests in every way. They need to be handed huge, huge losses so that they see just how bad they are. And maybe, maybe they'll be willing to change. And if they're not willing to change, then the people have to be willing to tell those who aren't going to change to get the fuck That'll do it for today. I'm actually planning to record the the conversation with Shane tomorrow and use that as a uh, kind of a launch for the the project that we're talking about. But I, I fully intend to, at least to some extent, do a, a, a little bit of an interview for this uh, just because I have like 10 listeners and maybe... 40 people who watch these videos on Facebook and uh, it'd be nice to, to get some, uh, some name brand recognition and maybe get a little bump out of it. If not, uh, I mean, I don't do this to, uh, to be popular or, or to get attention. Uh, like it, it's a lot of fun just to sit and share, you know, what's going on in my head. And like I talked about on the last episode, like it was a very pointed, specific purpose for why I started doing this to begin with. And hopefully people get something out of it. And if not, it's fun for me. So that's all I got for today. I will be back 
on Monday, hopefully with Shane Hazel, or if not, I'll talk about it. <laughs> and then uh, maybe we'll have a project uh, to start announcing and moving forward with at that point. So hope everybody has a good weekend. Yep, that'll do it. Wow, I kind of suck at this. <laughs> Y'all have a good one. Later.